The governor of Oro Province in Papua New Guinea, Gary Jufa, is leading efforts to improving public service operation and efficiency. He chairs a special parliamentary committee on public sector reform and is impressed by what he's seen, saying as few as 10% of staff are being left to shoulder the burden. Mr Jufa wants these people gone and the most innovative and productive people employed in their place. Don Wiseman asked RNZ Pacific's PNG correspondent, Scott Wyde, if there's a problem with the public service. Yes, there's a problem with the public service and we've got serious problems stemming back 20, 30 years and they are legacy issues that haven't really been resolved. And it goes back to the 1995-1990 reforms where... that there was a marked dip in the quality of training that public servants received, the quality of services provided, it happened from that period. And that has affected a whole range of departments, government entities, and the problems that existed after the 1990s weren't really resolved. These legacy issues, poor training and so on, why did they happen? Was that just a money issue? One was the money issue. The other was the interference by politicians into the appointments of public service heads. The influence now, the political influence now, you can see right down to the appointments of chief executives of the district development authorities. So generally, if you are a friend of the politician, friend of the local MP, you highly likely to get a job as the head of the district development authority. So there was a post by Alan Bird previously saying that if you choose to become the chief executive of the of a district development authority, it's it's a dead end job. You can't get any other job after that because people see that as a very tainted job, very politically influenced with strings tied to it. So you you can't really progress in the public service, you know, as a career move going from the chief executive of the district development authority onto another. I presume after the election, if your benefactor loses, then uh, you're out. Yes, that's usually the case. And and you can see that also with district administrators, provincial administrators. So you've got some very good public servants who work their way up to becoming provincial administrators. But there's an element of politics there that they have to manage as well. And that wasn't the case in the 1980s, uh, 1970s after independence, where the public service was relatively robust and and free of the political influence. Gary Joffa wants to see big change. He says, at the moment, the number of truly committed and patriotic public servants is as low as 10%. He wants the other 90% out, it would seem. Is that possible? Practically, it's a difficult challenge trying to get the public service working again. And, and Jufa's comments resonate with a lot of Papua New Guineans. A lot of them want to see a public service that works for them. It's unfortunate that they haven't been able to see that in the last 30 years. So it's a public demand. He's echo, echoing that public demand. And if you go to government departments now and try to get something processed, there's always some person asking for a bribe. You can find that in the land department. You can find that in the health department. Every other government department, it's the low-level public servants that are actually supposed to do the work that are asking for these things. And then as you move up, you, you find different levels of it. A classic example of of a public service department, a public entity that doesn't work, is the National Housing Corporation. Now, they're tasked with providing affordable housing for 
for Papua New Guineans. In the last 30 years, all they've done is evict people. And there's tons of evidence showing that it's a government entity that has been focused on removing Papua New Guineans from institutional housing. So it's it's just one example of the myriad of problems that we're, we're having in Papua New Guinea. So can Gary Joffa remove these people and overcome the problems, end up with a lot of people unemployed, presumably? The repercussions are quite dramatic, aren't they? Yeah, it's a massive, massive task. And and personally, I find it difficult to see an easy way out of this. And as you said, if if he had it his way, a lot of people would be out of jobs and it would create another crisis altogether. Yes, it seems to come back to money. Presumably, these people are asking for bribes because they consider themselves to be poorly paid. Is that the situation? That is part of the situation. But if you look at the pay grades of public servants in rural districts where the costs are less and you still have that level of corruption in rural areas where public servants are working. It's a culture that has developed over time and people find it acceptable that it's okay to ask for bribes because they feel entitled to do it. Have you paid bribes? Personally, no. I've clashed with people. I've actually clashed with people who've asked for bribes. And it's really difficult because you say no, and then somebody else comes after you, has his paper signed or his paper stamped very quickly. And you can see that with things like the national ID system, where if you know somebody in there, you can get your NID processed very quickly. And NID is a government program that is being heavily criticized for being slow and cumbersome. 